This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production. The five-star show as voted by over 69 dude thousand reviewers. This week, Mark admits to an uncharacteristic antipathy for a desk clerk. Bob marries a flapper, and his tummy says no to a challenge. Wade states he is like Chucky, and then he gets butterflies of epic proportions. Yes, it's time for Go With Your Guts. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. All of you listening today, welcome to Distractable, the wonderful podcast that everyone knows and loves. Hosted by me, Markiplier. Wow. And today, what? Hosted by all of us. Not exclusively. You made it sound like it's your podcast. Even if you did set it up to host two in a row. I mean, well, I didn't set it up to host two in a row. That was Bob's doing. Or whose doing was it? It was Bob's doing? Yeah, I think yes. it was yours and maybe Wade's partially. I do not take any responsibility for him hosting twice in a row. Well, it sounds like it was just Mark's fault then. Agreed. All right, it's all my fault. So uh, I am the guilty party here. I declare myself guilty because I am the judge of this episode and therefore I will not be allowed to ju- judge the next episode. I declare it. You decree it? I decree it. It's awfully presumptuous. But in this episode, I am the host for now, so I will uh, I will follow through with my solemn duties to be impartial as I judge Bob and Wade in their endeavors in this episode. How are you guys doing today? Hey, that's us. Yeah. Oh, that's what we come on. Hey, hey, guys. How's it going? Hello. Hey. Oh, I'm pretty good. You may hear some uh, faintly, extremely loud hammering and uh, table sawing. There's some construction in my backyard, hmm. so that's unfortunate timing. That's just our audience applauding. Hold the applause, everyone. Hold the applause. All <laughs> <Hold> the applause. <laughs> yeah, you know, the applause. I'd like to think that every time someone starts listening, they just start clapping. Like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is in their car, in their office. That's the impression that I get from some people on the subreddit. Yeah. I love the subreddit posts where people are like, don't drive and listen to this. I almost died. <laughs> they said something that was so funny. I almost drove my car off a bridge. Oh God, it's no. kind of funny, but it was scary. Don't do that. Like, Please God, geez. don't do that out there. Pay attention to the road or whatever. Whatever you're doing, be careful. I know we're funny, but man. Oh, man. Yeah, that is great. I do appreciate it. I want to see videos of people not as they're driving. Oh, God, I was going to say. Li- no, no, that's not what I'm asking for. That's not, that's not what I'm asking for. 
<laughs> I want to see video evidence of them almost dying. No, 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 no. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to say anything. No, finish it. Just don't do this while you're do this safely. Whatever Mark's about to say, do it safely. Yeah, whatever this is, I just wanted to get videos of people in strange places, just listening to the episode and just going, "Woo!" But I mean, now I'm starting to think that's just going to cause problems. So don't do anything I say. Evidence of people using our sponsored products. Oh, wait, it's one. Don't, not that one. I mean, yeah, wow. All right. I, uh, I guess you can. Look, we, oh, we're God, not ones to tell you what you can and can't do. No, don't videotape it, but do use a condom if you're going to have sex, okay? Those are the things. And do it on your. Jeez. <laughs> oh, sponsored by <laughs> Please, Will, please bleep out the names of the sponsors that Wade is about to throw into this awesome yeah. bit. Yeah, While exactly. eating a chicken sandwich. <laughs> While eating your favorite chicken sandwich. Uh, in other grand news, uh, our ratings on at least Spotify have hit 69,000 uh, votes ratings. Uh, Hell yeah, I saw that. Is that good? Nice. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That's good, right? Five star rating with 69,000 reviews, baby. Yep, that's how we do. Is that more than Rogan? No. Alright. Mr. Rogaine himself? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he's bald. Bald people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is funny. I didn't even think about the bald thing. <laughs> oh man. Oh wow. Uh, anyway, anything new going on in you guys' life? Um, uh, my parents visited last week. They were here. They were driving. They were running an RV, and they drove all the way from Ohio up through Canada and then down to the Bay Area where we live, and driving home now. A little while back, I guess, uh, we had Molly's family visit, and then the very next week we went to New York, and then we got back, and two days after we got back, we had a free inspection on the house, and the inspection was like, uh, well, I wish I had some good news for you, and I was like, well, that's the way I love to hear these things. What's going on? He's like, everything's broken. You need to replace it. Oh. So we got a new HVAC, which uh, I didn't know what HVAC stood for, but it's uh, basically your furnace, your AC unit, uh, if you have a humidifier, you know, that, that entire system. So they went and checked our ducts and fixed a leak, replaced our AC, replaced the furnace and all that fun jazz. And the guy kept telling us how the new equipment wasn't going to spy on us, which made us a little nervous. <laughs> so I keep making sure that, you know, I'm probably not being spied on. Uh, I'm not sure why I was reassured about that part three or four times. Like, I, I heard more about how the equipment does not spy on us than I did about what it does right. Uh -huh. so, That's really reassuring. But I feel comfortable other than the excruciating paranoia. As you should. I mean, he told you it doesn't spy on you. That's the right thing to say. Yeah, but imagine meeting somebody for the first time and they're like, hey, I don't watch you uh, shower through your walls. Like, great. Yeah, good. I hope you don't. Thanks, pal. Why would you say that? Don't, don't do that. I'm glad you don't done yeah i'm happy satisfied there we go perfect all right well i guess uh if you want to make someone feel comfortable just tell them you do not watch them while they're naked and alone or think that they're alone well i've actually been uncomfortable since the i realized you've never said that to me yeah wait you've never reassured me a single time that you don't watch me drive to my chiropractor's office and then watch my chiropractor sessions through the window that is true where i have my shirt off i have not said that to you guys we should probably get to the topic though why uh, Be avoiding something? Yes. This is the topic. Mm -hmm. Why is Wade watching us in our everyday <laughs> lives? Yeah. Uh, Let's get to the bottom of it. Because I uh, look up to you and admire you and stuff, uh, and I try to make a better me based on You the look up to us! He looks up to <laughs> us! Hmm. Is that a short joke? From our drains! Oh. Interesting. Ah, it was a hint. Ah, uh, I see. I knew that camera plugged into the plug in my bathroom was a camera and not an air freshener. <laughs> I knew that camera was a camera. I always suspected it. It says Canon right on the front of it. And I was like, Canon doesn't make air fresheners. Oh, uh, whatever. I just think it's important to make sure that we know there are no walls between us. Uh, there's no walls between us, eh? I think he's in the walls between us. He's in the walls. He's in the walls. Uh, are they, is he in the fucking trees? Uh, hey, Unison reference. All right, you each get two points. Mm -hmm. Hey, two points. Am I the host? Nope. Okay. All right. 
This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential you're talking about the potential the potential you thought to yourself oh, a little elbow grease some fresh installs a little bit of love you could transform that body full of rust into a baby that's all your own cars right yeah it wouldn't take much to transform my ride your ride's more like schrodinger's ride if you don't think about it it both does and does not exist it is possible but on ebay motors anything is possible with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly they got brake kits led headlights exhaust kits turbochargers bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it with ebay guaranteed fit they're guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's E-B-A-Y-M-O-T-O-R-S.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh... <clears throat> Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, hey, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. Moving on to the topic of the day. Good, good, good. That's good. Uh, starting off, deducting two points um, from Wade and... Uh, What's that for? Uh, just to even things out. Yeah, well, you got bonus points, so he's taking them away from you. Yeah. So, Wade minus two points. So, that puts Bob at two points and Wade is zero. I'll take it, I guess. All right. It's neck and neck as we go into the first chapter of this discussion. It's going to be a uh, return to form, a little bit of an old school way of doing things. I want to hear about personal mm. experiences because I thought of something um, that occurred not recently, but a few years ago. I don't know if you guys have ever seen me walk into any random store and order something, but I think it's a very normal experience. Amy sometimes thinks I'm a little odd when in interacting with, you know, people behind desks or cash registers. Like, for example, just the other day, there was a store that sells cream puffs, and I've never had a cream puff, um, and I wanted a cream puff. So when I go in the store and I go up to this guy, I go like, I would like a cream puff. Did he work there? Yeah, of course. He worked there. Okay. Well, that's a good start. Yeah. He was behind the cash register. I can only assume that he worked there. And then, you know, I confidently knew what I wanted. I go up there and I ordered a cream puff. And I got a cream puff. At, well, they said, like, okay, what kind? And I was like, what do you recommend? And and they said, Cook, there's the menu. And I said, cookies and cream. And they said, what filling? And I was like, what do you recommend? And this is the exact inflection that I do it. So anyway, this uh, the point of this is not about this particular story, because this was a perfectly ordinary interaction. Sure. But there was another occasion. This is just a set of baseline that like sometimes Amy thinks that I'm like, I'm a little odd when I order things from stores. It's okay. not necessarily okay. true or I don't think so. But this is different. We're in a hotel. We're checking in. We are traveling somewhere. I won't name specifically, uh, but we're going 
going in there and the desk clerk there, uh, it started off as a perfectly normal interaction, you know, like, okay, what's your name, ID, credit card. But the more that I interacted with this guy, the more I was skeezed out. And I can't explain why or how or what caused it, but something about his like body language, the way he spoke, like just a, a vibe I was getting from him. Everything said in my gut not to trust this guy. Hmm. Right. Everything about it. And and Amy saw this like Amy saw this and like noticed that I was being not rude. I wasn't like insulting or yelling or anything, but I was cold. Like I was I was oddly distant in these interactions. And there was like a lot of weird lingering pauses in the conversation that was just like extremely uncomfortable. And even I walked away from it very uncomfortable. But everything was fine. You know, we got the room keys and we go up to the hotel. Um, but in the elevator, Amy turns to me and like, how are you so rude to someone uh, who works like one of those jobs? And I, I, I said, to Amy, like, I don't know what it was, but everything about that interaction screamed that it was wrong. I felt it in my gut that something was horribly off about that person. I don't know why, but there was no way that I could physically be my normal, nice, you know, uh, like self to this person because everything in my gut said, don't trust this man. <laughs> There's something wrong with this person. And there may be nothing wrong with that. And it was kind of a discussion where like, Amy was like, oh, man, that's very strange. Like you've never done that before. Kind of makes me like question like this. And I, and I said, Amy, like you've known me for like years, years and years and years. And it's like, this is the first time this has ever happened. Like, wouldn't you trust my gut in all the other occasions where I've been perfectly normal and I've never been rude to anybody. It's always a thing. I tip servers. I, I try to be as cordial as possible. This is the one occasion. And my gut said something was wrong. Like, wouldn't you trust that? And there's no conclusion to this like that. I didn't hear like, oh, this person murdered 15 people or blew up the whole hotel. I didn't hear any of that. There's no end to that story. But I would like to hear moments in your life when you go with your gut, when your gut tells you something that something's off, right or wrong. I would love to hear things where it's right and there's a proper payoff, but I would love to hear occasions in your life where your gut just said that something wasn't right. Right. And you went with it or you trusted or you didn't trust it and didn't go with it. And it either went right or wrong or there was no repercussions for it. I just kind of want to explore the idea of this back of your mind subconscious signal that something is hmm. off. Man, okay. That's a, a fun topic. Mm -hmm. I really thought you were going to ask the guy for a cream puff. So I could move <laughs> in a whole different direction. <laughs> No, no, no. This is way before the the cream puff was just recently. That was like last week. <laughs> and just, just so you know, for a moment, I forgot what a cream puff was, and I thought you'd ordered a cream pie at this store. And I was really curious what store you'd gone to to order. I don't think there's a. Well, I can't say for certain if there's not a cream pie store, but no, cream puff. Yeah, big difference. Yeah. I think a man like you with such a strong German heritage would have had a cream puff at some point in his life. Is it a German thing? I think cream puffs are pretty German. Maybe that's maybe that's false. I don't know. Yeah. Cream puff, cream puff, cream puff. Das cream puff. I'm curious what you Googled. A cream puff? What did you? I Googled, are cream puffs German? Oh, apparently they're French. Profiterole? What is that? Chooks a la creme. <laughs> Originated in France. <laughs> we are so cultured. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Yeah, my strong German cream puff history. <laughs> Listen, I don't know why, but there's something in my life where German German food and culture and cream puffs are inexorably tied together. It was like a restaurant or something I went to when I was a kid. Must be. Look, yeah, look, it's the Windbeutel. Windbeutel. Ah. Ye old sausage puff. German cream puff. Vin what? Windbeutel. 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 What are you saying? We're probably not saying anything. I don't imagine our accents <laughs> are very convincing here. Uh, ich spreche Deutsch. Wien Boodle. Und meine, ooh, I don't know the word for accent. Meine accent is sehr gut. Yeah. That's really, that's the word for cream puff in German, though. Windbüttel. More you know. Windbüttel? I thought that was something else. Windbüttel? Wind is puff, I guess? I don't know. You know what? I'm going to trust my gut and believe you. Trust your gut, Wade. Good job <laughs> trusting your gut. I will. Yeah, all right. That's a point to Wade for trusting his gut. All right. Don't, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> <laughs>
right. But if you guys need some time, I can put on some Jeopardy music or something or some royalty free, not Jeopardy music. That's not actually Jeopardy, but kind of Jeopardy music. I do I do kind of need a minute to think through my entire life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need like a moment because this. Yeah, because there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of moments where I've like gone with my gut, but it's I don't, I don't know if it counts as a specific instance of like judging a person. I mean, there's definitely times I've done it doesn't that. have to be. No, 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 no. It, anything. This is it's not about judging people. It's about gut. The gut part is what you focus on. Why would you focus on the person? Well, yeah, I guess so. But your gut, I guess, is making a judgment. It's just like it's an instinctual judgment, not a thought processed one. Uh, I have one. He's got one. He's got one. <laughs> we've talked. About, I've got an idea. We've talked about it before, though, so it's not a new story. It's just a funny one. Is it me again remember when we were all you remember you guys remember we were all hanging out at mark's place remember oh yes i remember that shooting videos and doing the uh doing getting ready for the tour doing improv workshop stuff and you know hanging out and you guys had these mark had this crazy idea to do like a sour challenge video and something in my gut was just like, oh, I don't know if we want to do this, Bob. Yeah, mine too, but I needed the clout. And so I was like, ooh, I'm feeling sick, guys. I don't think I can do a sour candies video. So I didn't, but then everyone else did. And it was really funny because you all destroyed your mouths. And yeah, I trusted my gut. Because we were all bleeding by the end. We were literally bleeding. I mean, yeah, I'd say that totally counts because honestly, your gut was 100% right. Like <laughs> I, my mouth was just healing for weeks after that it took I mean, so long what like like a f- couple dozen sour warheads over yeah. the course of that like it's a ton it, a couple dozen i think it got up to 40 or 50 it God. was tw- it was 10 factorial warheads each Ugh. God. For those who went all the way down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the total was like between 40 and 50. And I think I stopped at like 40 something, like 42. Yeah. And everyone else went to like 50. Oh, yeah. I think me and Tyler went all the way. I didn't eat any warheads. <laughs> well, that reminds me of a time I didn't listen to my gut. There was this time we did this thing called the Sour Challenge. where my gut was like, <laughs> hey, you shouldn't do this. No, 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 no. No extra points. No extra points. Points to Bob. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not like a whole new... We've definitely talked about that before. That just popped into my brain. I mean, we've never talked about it at length in this context, so therefore it's new, and I will I will treat it as such. Other times I trusted in my gut. I mean, it's weird to differentiate, because there's like, in my brain right now, trusting my gut, like, I know exactly what you're talking about, but there's also moments where, like, I get paralyzed by fear almost and it's not a gut instinct but it's like a similar phenomenon to where like that fear of messing up or feel a fear of failure that i've battled like it has a similar feeling to me where it's like i might mess this up i need to back out i gotta go but like i've got to convince myself not to like listen to that but it's weird how it hits almost the same way so whenever i'm trying to come up with like these different ideas like i I have moments of like oh i was really scared to do that and it's like well that's not that that's not the thing but like it feels very similar which is very strange you could just talk about what you're thinking of <laughs> i'll i'll judge. I have kind of a weird college story are we doing titles and everything you can do a title i'll give bonus points for titles all right I, d- I have kind of a story that i think qualifies for what you're looking for and is an interesting college story uh i think it's interesting i'm gonna call it bro <laughs> gotta come pick me up oh okay i'm <laughs> just gonna be bro <laughs> bro you gotta come pick me up bro i like that that's good would you like to submit a title winner? Are you still thinking? I'll, I'll do. I'll go do all mine together. You go ahead. I'm still thinking. All okay. right. Bob gets awarded the title point. <laughs> oh, we were competing right then. I see. Damn it. it. Yeah, that's how it goes. All right. That's fair. That's the old rules. This is the old world format. Mm-hmm. The old world. Back in the old world. Ew, sweet summer children. You don't even know what the old world was like. Oh, man, I came with a title too. A moment too late. I'll, you can throw it out there. It won't be better than mine, but you can try. Yeah. Uh, mm, I wouldn't. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah, I like Bob the Bear. But that's pretty good. Don't get that's me wrong. That's good. good. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. I wouldn't. You're going to die. That is good. Good fight. Good fight. Anyway, so I tell my story? Yeah. Okay. So I was in college. This is going to be sometime around 2010. It was like a junior in college or something like that. And when I was in school, I was in... Oh, people have asked about this, so I can clear this up for sure. I was in a fraternity. I was in Phi Mu Alpha Symphonia, which is like a music fraternity. It wasn't like, oh, we live in a house and we drink natural lights or whatever on the weekends. It was like, we're all musicians and we hang out and eat Skyline and, and serenade people on Valentine's Day. We had this event 
where you could pay us and we'd go around and stare at people really embarrassingly in their classes on Valentine's Day. That's, nice. That sort of stuff. And we sold grilled cheeses in the lobby of the music school. And it was a very successful venture, which I streamlined into a highly profitable business. But anyway, nice. so I had some bros. So literally this guy who calls me on this night is a bro. I'm at home. I'm at my house that I live in with my roommates. And I'm just like sitting in my room playing Call of Duty or something on my Xbox. And nothing is happening. No plans. It's like a Thursday night. It's not the weekend. It's maybe almost a week. It's like Wednesday or Thursday. But it's not the weekend. So I'm just at home. You know, I have like class the next day or whatever. And I get a call from my friend who I'm going to call Grayson. And we hang out sometimes, but we're not like best buds. So it's kind of like, oh, weird. Grayson's calling. I wonder what's going on. And he calls me and I answer it. And he's like, Bob, is this Bob? Like, yeah, man, it's me. What's up, man? Like, okay, I'm struggling right now because I took like a lot of mushrooms and I'm outside at this park and Everything's great, but I need to go to Terry's Turf Club, and you need to take me. <laughs> and, and like, this is not a request that I would normally get. And, you know, this guy and I hang out at, like, fraternity functions, and he's we're cool. And we have hung out, like, after college. I've seen him, so we're, like, friends. But this is a weird request. And normally, you know, if you're a normal person, you might kind of be like, okay, okay buddy, okay, be safe. Like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Are you? Do you need me to bring you home? And it's, mind you, it's like nighttime, okay? It's not like he's at the park during the day. It's dark out in Cincinnati, which is not a safe place in certain areas. And like parks around campus in Cincinnati, kind of sketchy after dark uh, around the University of Cincinnati, not the best place. And he's like, I'm just laying here, just looking around. I just, I had an epiphany. We have to go to Terry's Turf Club. And I don't know what that is. Oh, really? <laughs> he says this like it's a thing that I should know what it is. I mean, I do now, but I had never heard of this before. And I was like, "That's I can't tell if that's like a mini golf course or like a AstroTurf Emporium where you go to pick out turf for your yard or what. Yeah. Mark, do you know what it is? Uh, no, don't spoil it. Okay, I won't. I won't. I'm just curious. And so like this is weird, right? And any normal person on any given night might have just been like, look, I will give you a ride home maybe if you're if you're in trouble. But, you know. I'm good, man. My gut was just like, you have to go to Grayson. This you is going to. to this is going to be a night, and you have to bring someone. Can't just be the two of you. I don't know why. So eventually, like he he talks for a minute, and I'm like, "Are you good?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. We just have to go, and you have to bring me there." And I'm like, "All right, well, can I get like a couple of guys? Can we like a car full of guys so we can all go together?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, get the bros, get the bros. I'll be here." And he sort of tells me where he is, which is literally just laying on a grassy hill on the side of a road, staring up at the stars. <laughs> and uh, and I go down, and I get my roommate, one of my roommates at the time, and explain it, and he's like, "I'm not doing anything. Yeah, whatever." What's what's Terry's Turf Club? I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know what it is, but we we have to go, right? I'm just I feel like we have to go. Grayson said. And so we get in the car and we drive over and pick him up literally off the side of a busy road. There's no parking spots or anything. I just stop in traffic and Grayson gets in the car and he's like, "Go uh go like north go to this road and then just go north and we'll get there and i'm like this is kind of in the area where you have gps but it's not really readily available so i'm trusting this buddy of mine who i know i trust but is high out of his mind on mushrooms according <laughs> to him and i'm just trusting him and we're just driving and we're driving and driving and it's not very close to campus where we live it's somewhere north of campus like in the suburbs almost of cincinnati i don't remember very well but anyway we're driving and driving driving finally he's like all right this is the street it's on the right up here you'll see it and we pull up and it's this like awesome looking diner like a like an old school looking diner restaurant with a big sign out front that says terry's turf club oh. and we see it and there's just a crowd of people it's like thursday night at like 10 o'clock and there's a crowd of people. So immediately I'm like, well, I don't know if I can afford this. I'm a college kid. And Grayson is like, I got you. This is on <laughs> me, guys. We have to do this. I will buy this for us. So then I'm like, okay, sick. This is a huge line of people. This must be awesome. And we go and the lady is like, yeah, uh, the hostess is like, yeah, there's a bit of a wait. Uh, probably like two hours for you guys to get a table. And my friend and I are like, all right, let's get out of here. Like, I've never waited that long. And Grayson is like. That's fine. That's how long it always is. Don't worry. There's this bar next door. We'll just hang out over there. To be completely transparent, uh, my friend that I brought with me was 21. So I think I was 20 at this time. Yeah. Uh, not of drinking age. And I was like, yeah, I, 
I can't, they won't let me, you know, they won't let me in there. It's a bar and it's like a late, it's nighttime. And he's like, nah, they don't care. I know these people. They're not going to check us. It's going to be fine. We go, uh, we sit down, Grayson orders a round of drinks and we're sitting in this bar and I'm pretty uneasy about it, but I'm still like really intrigued about Terry's Turf Club. Turns out Terry's Turf Club is this like legendary food establishment in the Cincinnati area yeah. known for particularly their foie gras, which is like goose liver. Mm-hmm. It's just the one and only time in my life I've ever eaten foie gras. And it was at this diner. There's not a lot else that happened on this particular evening that was crazy. We hung out at the bar and then we got a table. The place was packed. I had the foie gras and I think I had a burger or something, which is sort of, you know, they had a good burger was what I was told or whatever. And it was, it was delicious. And we had this amazing night and it's like etched into my memory. And it's literally all because when Grayson called, I just had that gut feeling where he called with this crazy ass request, you know, and I, at that point I had had friends who called and were like, dude, we're drinking, come to this bar. And all I was that guy who was always like, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't want to, it's 11 o'clock. I don't want to come now out to a bar where you guys are already way ahead of me having a having a rough night whatever I'll catch you next time but this one time Grayson called and was just higher than I could imagine barely functioning but he was like we have to do it and my gut was like do it And it's it's just like a beautiful memory. Nothing insane happened. No no one got hurt or anything. We just dropped Grayson off at home and then went on home. And uh, yeah, I would never have experienced Terry's Turf Club. And I can't believe you haven't, Mark. It's yeah. it's apparently like a legendary thing in Cincinnati that I had never heard of until that night. I've never heard of it. They actually um almost got shut down, or they almost shut down a few years ago, and like a new owner stepped in and bought the place. So it's actually under new ownership now. But yeah, it's one of like the things to do in cincinnati is go to terry's turf club huh i've never been there ever it's very cool Hmm. you have to wait quite a bit if you go at any point where it's busy but it's very cool and absolutely worth it it seems to now be just called the turf club yeah because terry is no longer in the picture terry doesn't own it Uh, i see see. (laughs) (laughs) something maybe uh (laughs) happened to terry Uh, (laughs) terry uh terry don't work here no more he don't work at all for robbing my liquor store That's why we call him No Hands Terry now. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I ain't uh, Terry. I'm Tony. Yeah, this is Tony's Turf Club now. Uh, Perry's Turf Club. Yeah, Perry's over there. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Anyway, that that is good. I love that you trusted your gut on that night because it's so easy just to stay at home and be like, I don't wanna. I don't feel like it. I get there. You, I mean, your friend calls you high on shrooms. Maybe that's really a coin toss of whether that's gonna go. So you just gotta go with your gut on it. Yeah. No, I fully expected that to be like we get in and he's like, let's get some Wendy's or something, and then we just get Wendy's and go and it's like all right man give you a ride home that's cool yeah and which you know i have done that where a friend called and they were like i'm too drunk we're like i'm at this place i don't know where i am and it's like yeah well i'll help you you know yeah i have a car and i'm i'm sober so i can drive so i'll come and i'll give you lift whatever but that night it's it's like a shimmering memory for me and you guys know i'm notorious for having an awful memory and forgetting things that i myself said in the not too distant past, uh, but that happened literally over a decade ago, and I still remember. I remember what the food, what the foie gras looked like. It came in this little paper tub, served on like a bed of like gruffly lettuce, mm-hmm. and it came with this sauce. And like I can remember the whole scene really vividly. It was just this crazy, awesome night, all thanks to my gut. That's nice. I will award you some points. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Going to make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch.
I would like to actually lead off with a different. I came up with a different story. Okay, I'm fine with that. So I've got the I've got the other one still to tell, but this one I feel like is just more interesting. I'm down. And I've got a couple working titles for it. The first uh, title would be, "Let Me In." The next title. <laughs> always so creepy <laughs> what, what happens well this story is kind of i don't know this next the next one is uh i don't like it the untrustworthy solicitor is the other working title i've got here <laughs> oh, what? Oh, what is this a victorian horror story <laughs> i mean kind of am i supposed to pick am i supposed to pick what no i just those are just the two i came up with i wanted to share both i like both. Uh, i see i see i see i see so I want to preface with like nothing actually crazy ended up happening here, uh -huh. but this is definitely a moment where sometimes you, you see a person and like, there's just, you get that immediate gut reaction, right? That immediate, like instinctual judgment of like, I can trust this person. I can't trust this person. Yeah. Like you did with the, the clerk. So we get solicitors from time to time that go door to door, you know, sometimes they're selling stuff. Like it'll be a kid with Girl Scout cookies or popcorn or whatever. A lot of times it's these um, like bug uh, people that, you know, they want to come like, oh, do you have ants? Do you have termites? Well, we can do this thing. And this, that was the case in this, this part. So this guy knocks on the door and I answer it and immediately like whenever I answer he's smiling but like there was something about his eyes that I just immediately did not trust him huh. at all. I was like I will not let this man in my house. I'm going to be like kind of like you said it was like I need to be I need to get this guy away as fast as possible. Don't engage in long conversation. Don't be too friendly. I need him to go away. Yeah. And immediately I found out that wasn't going to be the case. He was like, hey, uh, we're doing a house in the neighborhood and uh, we want to know if you have any insect problems. Do you have this, 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 or this? I was like, no. And actually we had some stuff done, which we did actually. We had stuff done like a couple months before. So uh, we're good. Thank you. And he's like, well, uh, what kind of stuff did you have done? And uh, uh, well, we had some, you know, small ants and we got rid of them. We're good. Oh, uh, do you know what stuff they used? No. Well, uh, do you mind if I come in and take a look at what they might have done? <laughs> no, you cannot come in and take a look. And he's like, well, I can walk around the property. Maybe they did some stuff. No, no, that's okay. And he's like, well, do you have the receipt? Let me look over the receipt. I can see what chemicals they use. Like he just kept getting more and more personal where it's like, yeah, can I see what credit card you paid with? Like it, it just got really uncomfortable. <laughs> but like the most unsettling part was just like the serial killer expression on his face of like smiling. But his eyes were just like, I don't know. There was something cold and not personable about the eyes when i was trying to talk to him it was like i tried to avoid looking at his face because it was so unsettling just something about the way he smiled it made me feel super uncomfortable and then on top of that to like let me come case your house <gasps> I, I don't know and he just would not take no for an answer so literally like he just wanted to get inside your house one way or another well, yeah and i asked him like what i forget the name at this point i wouldn't say it if i remembered but like i was asking what what company he was with and he's like oh so and so it's like oh i've not heard of them do you have like a card no, I don't. <laughs> okay. So you have no documentation that you work for this company you claim to work for, and you really want to see a receipt with my personal information or come look inside my house uh -huh. where this person who sprayed was not. They did not come inside. Oh. They just did stuff outside. You work for that company. It's weird. You you don't have like a uniform. You guys don't have like a comp with the thing. I'm like, oh, it's at the cleaners. <laughs> I got uh, stuff on it. <clears throat> well, he, he had a shirt with like a logo on it, but like you can just go make a shirt. Like you could literally just do that. But I don't know. I just the immediate gut reaction of like, I looked him in the eye and it was like, get this man away from your house. And then him proceeding to like try everything he could to get inside was just super uncomfortable. And I'm a very charismatic person. I can handle conversations pretty well. Good ones, bad ones, uncomfortable ones, whatever. I can what handle it. What was he selling? He like wanted to do like insect stuff, repellent, right? basically. Yeah, like pesticides. He wanted to like make sure that we didn't get ants or ladybugs or stink bugs or whatever. So he wanted to take a look at the house and, you know, drill some holes in the foundation to put in their anti-bug <laughs> shit. And uh, I told him we just had stuff done and he was like, mm, did you? Prove it. And it's like, <laughs> I don't have to do that. I'm telling you no, leave. Oh man. And then like, can I come inside? Like who's, why? What in the world do you need to come inside my house for? But I don't know. I just, that interaction has stuck with me because you guys cannot see the face. But just imagine like watching a movie and see, seeing like a Hannibal Lecter type face where it's like, he's smiling, but like you just feel super unsettled by it. That that was the exact feeling. And the dude wasn't a, a big guy. He was probably average height, uh, short black hair, but there was just 
something in his eyes that were like, if I let this man in my house, he's going to kill me, was like my gut was telling me that. Yeah, at best, he's going to get in your house and then bust out his jar of termites and sprinkle it on your carpet and be like, oh, look <laughs> yeah. at this. Oh, my goodness, you need me. <laughs> or he's going to kill you. <laughs> like It's one or the other. Really hit or miss. It felt like he wanted to case the house to see if it was worth robbing us or something. But like, mm. he was probably legitimately just a bug dude that didn't have the best salesmanship. Mm. But there was something about his face that said, I don't know, I could not trust him at all. Yeah, I get that. That's That makes sense. I think I, I would guess to just guessing because that's like my my go-to thing for shutting down people who come to the door because we get that a lot for like solar power yeah landscaping when the window companies around us are really aggressive we get all these random things which by the way i've never dear companies never ever am i sitting in my house like oh we need windows i wish i didn't have to leave home in order to get them i'll just wait until some guy comes to my door and i'll buy windows from him <laughs> no no one thinks like that like how how successful could that be but I, whenever anyone comes no matter what it is like window guys i'm like we just got new windows and they're like ah shucks and like you know the jehovah's witness come and i'm like i already found god and they're like oh okay i just love it like hey, you couldn't tell i got new windows fuck jehovah's witness i already found god oh, fuck how could i not oh, i'm just fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. I already found God. God damn it, another oh, one. Fuck! I mean, have a blessed day. I'm sure I'm sure those guys are used to that where everyone is just like, I already got the thing. And they're like, oh yeah, did you? Just like all the other neighbors <laughs> on this block. I don't believe you. <laughs> Prove it. But also, that's weird. I just also love the image of like more two Mormon guys in the shirts and the ties on your doorstep with the bikes. They're like, we just want to talk to you about, uh, you know, the church of Jesus Christ. And you're like, I already found, I died and went to heaven. I figured it out. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Fuck. Just throw their bikes down like, damn it. The last time we recorded the podcast, I don't think I told you guys this, uh, but I, I had two guys from a local church show up and they were like giving me a pamphlet and telling me about like Jesus or Christ, our Lord and all that stuff. And they're like, you should come to our church. And I was like, guys, I really got to go. I can't talk about this. I got to go to work because I was getting ready to come down here and record. <laughs> but being as we were, I don't think we were doing a stream that day. So I was wearing like obviously pajamas, like a fucking stained shirt. <laughs> I had my shorts on, my glasses on. I looked disheveled as hell. And I'm like, yeah, I got to Guys, I got to go to work. I got to be there in like two minutes. And they just look like, have a good day at work, sir. I was like, they don't believe me at all. They think I'm lying to them, but I really do. I got to go work right now. And that, that also stuck with me because I felt guilty that they thought I was lying to them when I in fact was not. But I realized the moment <laughs> I closed the door. Oh, guilty? Well, I love that. I love the idea that any interaction a door-to-door -door salesperson has with me, I'm not trying to be mean to them, <laughs> but I will love for them to leave feeling really confused. <laughs> One of my favorite, like one of the funniest things I've ever seen on Unis Honest. Yeah. When you guys did the sex toys breakfast video and Mark is trying to choke down some scrambled eggs with like a gag thing on his mouth that he's just like, and then Mark's eyes as he like makes eye oh, contact yeah. with a guy outside walking up to the door. That's so, cause you know, and, and you said in the video, I think you went and answered it and it was like a delivery or something. And the guy was just like, Oh, here you go. Yep. All right, have a good one. Yep. I just left. No, that's... I didn't fucking say anything. 100% yeah, real. So that actually happened. Literally as I'm... You know, I like I want to know what his gut said about you. His gut said, just deliver the package and get out of there. You don't need a signature this time. You don't need... Boy, do I have a story to tell when I get home. Yeah. Don't engage. Don't engage. <laughs> if they invite you inside, you say no. I'm real busy. I got a meeting to get to. Never again. Hey, you're mad truck might have some problems. Oh, thank you. I'm good. Uh, sure, you don't mean to, mean to come in there and look at the for bugs. No, 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 no. You did start off this by saying an HVAC person came Can in I and assured you that there was, no, there was no one, no one spying on you. So there's some some relation here. Yeah, that super uncomfortable words. <laughs> I love the idea of just confusing the shit out of those people, though. It's glorious. You said you had another story, though, Wade. I've got I've got a couple. Yeah, uh, if we're doing titles again, I guess this one would be called um i'd give an arm and a leg to be there all right um do you want to do, you wanna do <laughs> okay. one bob or just me going yeah bob do you have i don't know if i really have another one okay i can just go for now and you can think on it i had an idea but then i got really wrapped up in your story and i kind of forgot it 
All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. So this is similar to your first story where this isn't like a direct judgment on like a, a gut feeling about a person. This is just a gut feeling in general. Uh, I had a friend who was throwing like a I'm going away to college party. Um, he was moving away to go to a college kind of far away. And we, we wouldn't see each other for a while. And I was working late night at this ice cream place. I think everyone knows I worked at United Dairy Farmers by now. So it doesn't really matter. United Dairy Farmers, which like uh, gas station, ice cream, convenience store, whatever, all wrapped into one. And I had to work late. So I got off. I think I got off at like 10 o'clock this particular night drove over his goodbye party had already started people were already there and i showed up and there were a lot of people there i didn't recognize which was kind of confusing i was like huh because we were pretty good friends so i thought we had like a lot of the same friend group and i was like okay well i know who will be there at least and i showed up and a lot of people i did know were there and a lot of people i didn't know were there but one of the concerning things was that as the night went on i learned more and more about the things that were going on here that i didn't want to be a part of so for instance there were some people there that i don't think were old enough to drink that were definitely drinking um there was another person dropping their pants hitting on my friend's mom oh which was weird i'm sorry what yep yep and uh i was thinking my brain is like you need to leave you need to leave you need to leave but my gut said you need to stay if shit goes sideways someone that's not fucked up needs to be here to be responsible and to help you need to stay just suck it up deal with it if worse comes to worse the right thing is to stay and my brain is like god no it's not i'm not going to jail for all this crazy shit happening i don't want to be a part of this uh and then as the night goes on i found out that there was a man in my friend's bedroom giving tattoos what um what? giving yep he was just you know you got really high really drunk really whatever and you wanted a tattoo just go into the bedroom get it done and there was something going on in the garage i didn't know what was going on in the garage didn't want to know so i just hung out chatted with people didn't drink didn't do anything i was a pretty i was a goody goody um but i just you know hanging out everyone else was having a great time and i was just there kind of watching over making sure that hopefully things didn't get worse than they already were a couple of my friends snuck out at one point. They're like, you know what? We're going to go break into the neighborhood pool and we're going to go skinny dipping. And I was like, mm, sounds like a terrible idea, but I guess it's better than being here with the tattoos and the underage stuff that's happening. So I have fun with that. A um, uh -huh. little bit later, we get, uh, I think it was a text. I, I don't think they came back. I think it was a text. Hey, need you to clear out the house. Everything's bad. Uh, ambulance on the way. Oh. What? Well, it turns out that uh, in order to break into this pool you had to climb a fence and uh it was getting late at this point there was dew on the grass my friend um i'm not gonna say her name she was wearing like flip-flops and she realized climbing this fence in flip-flops wasn't gonna work so she kicked them off and tried to do this barefoot the top of this fence um had uh, we'll, we'll just call them what they are spikes basically uh -huh. Yeah. And as she was climbing with uh, feet that had stepped in dewy grass over this fence while pretty heavily intoxicated, she slipped at the top ah. and impaled her thigh on this fence. Ah. Ah. And she was stuck dangling just by her thigh on the fence. Oh, oh God! Ah! Oh, God! So, um, Jeez. luckily with her was my friend's mom, who I guess had also intended on going skinny dipping with them, oh. um, or at least watching over them. But she was a nurse and she was able to determine like, you know, an artery what? wasn't hit. <laughs> she, she's a nurse. So nurse, nurse, nurse mom, mom was there stairs at the party with the, with the drinking and the tattoos. Her kids come up and are like, we're going to skinny up in the pool. And she's like, Oh, that sounds fun. I'll drive you. What? Yeah. Well, she was there and uh, she was like, okay, well you didn't hit an artery. We got to get you to a hospital. They're going to have to get you off this fence. Ah. So she and other drunk friend um, lifted her off of the fence, which as you can imagine was not a pleasant, fun experience. Um, I offered to come help. They said they would let us know. They thought they could get her off the fence and get her to the hospital, but we had to clear out the house. So um, uh, we started clearing out the house. I don't know if I want to say who else was there. What? <laughs> I, I, you didn't say, and you don't have to, but who texted you? Because did this mom text you and be like, hey, Wade, it's Mrs. No, no. Jorgensen. She contacted her son. Can you clear out the party? She contacted her son. He immediately left to go. Like He didn't say a word. He just left to go help. None of us knew what was happening until he got up there. Uh, and then he texted and asked us to clear the house. So Yikes. Uh, yike. Yeah. Also, you remember I told you guys I have that thing about leg injuries and they yeah. make me deeply uncomfortable. I did not remember that. I do remember. It turns out the thigh, the thigh impalement, <laughs> Sorry. close enough, 
really doing oh, it to bad? me. Having heart palpitations over here. That's horrific. <laughs> I'm sorry to not remember that. God. Uh, we're getting older, you know? Uh, sometimes I forget. Yeah. We should do an episode about that. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a great topic. <laughs> sorry, continue, continue. So I have to go into the bedroom and be like, hey, tattoo guy, you're doing great work. Get out. Oh, great tattoos. <laughs> um, hey, all you crazy kids that are definitely too young to be here doing what you're doing, uh, leave. And you, yeah, there were some like, um, people that were like, uh, no, I'm not leaving. I'm having a good time. And I was like, mm, tell that to the police when they get here, which was a bluff. But they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, uh, so-and-so got hurt. Uh, ambulance uh, came to get them. Police are on the way to see what the hell's going on. Huh. I would get out of here if I were you. And that got them moving. And then I went to the garage and I was like, I don't know what's going on in the garage, but I've got to clear it out too. I opened the door and it is just smoke. It's just smoke. Just smoke. I can't see a damn thing. It is just like the stereotypical, like, you know, hot boxing car thing where you can't see in the car because there's so much smoke. That was this garage. There was so much pot being smoked that the whole garage was just a cloud. And I'm like, hey, you guys got to leave. Police are on their way. And then like all of a sudden, I'm just looking into a chest. Like what? A chest? Like a, a chest. Like a box chest? No, like a man's chest. <laughs> like a man who towered over me. And I was... Six foot three, six foot four at the time, uh, fully grown. And this man, I was nipple height. My eyes were nipple height. <laughs> and I looked up at this guy, this big buff, scary giant man. And I was like, you have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? I was like, uh, so-and-so got hurt. Police are on their way. He's like, oh, thanks, buddy. All right. And he was really nice. Like patted me on the shoulder and just booked it. <laughs> oh, thanks, pal. I have no idea who this giant man was, but he was just the owner of that garage. And I'm glad that he was friendly after he realized that I was giving him a fair warning. I'm just, I'm so confused as to, this was all at your house, right? No, no, no. This is my friend's, friend's house. house. Not my house. Oh, okay. But your mom was there. Not my mom. Whose mom? My friend's, whose house it was. It was his parents' house and his mom was there. And his mom was a nurse. They were hosting the party, obviously. She was supervising, I guess. So it's one of those cool parents. Jeez. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they were... This was a shock to everyone involved because normally, I mean, he was an only child, sure, and he was a little spoiled, but like they weren't that loose with him generally. Like normally they were pretty buttoned with like, you know, they'll let him get away with so much, but this party was something else. This was something nobody, I don't think, expected this to get to where it got. Um, I don't know how it escalated to that point, but she was just sitting around chatting, like having a couple drinks and I, you know, I don't know. One friend just kept hitting on her, which was awkward as hell. Uh, there was the underage thing, the tattoo the pot garage, the uh, earmuffs bob, the friend hanging off of a fence. There was just all kinds of crazy stuff happening. <laughs> that was not enough warning. <laughs> what do you mean? That was plenty of warning. I don't think you gave him nearly enough time. Uh, you can listen now, Bob. <clears throat> the leg, hang on, Bob. Impalement? <laughs> <laughs> so... We clear out the house and we're like, okay, well, let's get to the hospital. Let's go see if our friend's okay. So we, we go to leave. And um, I don't know if you want to listen to this detail, Bob. I don't know. Just count to like 10, I guess, if you don't want to hear this. Well, I have to driving, listen. Well, driving out, we had to pass the, the pool and we drove kind of slowly by it. And we could literally see the spoke that bent for being stuck on it. Oh. And... um. Well, not all of her made it to the hospital because there was definitely oh. some stuff on the spike. It was awful. Oh, it was an awful scene. Oh, man. God. Yeah. <laughs> so we drove to the hospital. We got there. We had to wait a long time. And uh, I asked the question. I was like, well, what are we going to do about the bent spoke at the pool? And they're like, oh, don't worry. So-and-so's on it. He's got a hose and he's going to try to bend it back. And I was like, excuse me? Um, somehow someone got a hose up there and tried to clean it up. A bit they could not bend it back and i think it is still bent to this day <laughs> last time i was there which has been a few years because we moved away a while ago but uh yeah she ended up being okay um has a pretty nasty scar uh but while we were there i i made the joke that she was the only one that was willing to give an arm and a leg to be at the party and then she laughed and then started crying because it hurt so bad to laugh uh -huh. and that always stuck with me but um hmm. yeah i stayed i trusted my gut and stayed and um, all hell broke loose, and I was one of the few responsible ones there to help handle things. But uh, my brain knew, my brain knew that everything was wrong, and uh, it sure as fuck was. All right.
You guys ever have a party like that you've been to where uh, you show up and everything possible illegal is going on and you're like, man, <laughs> I need to leave immediately. But your gut's like, mm, no, you don't. Because normally it's the opposite, right? No, that whole story was just a series of, of gut decisions. And I don't know what decisions you really made there. Like, do you think that your presence at that party averted disaster? I had to leave out some details because they're like, they either give away like location or people specifically. But yeah, there were definitely moments where I steered people away from doing dumb stuff, such as the tattoos. Uh, there were definitely a few people that were like, fuck it, you know what? I'm going to go get this right now. And it's like, you don't want to do that right now with a random man in a bedroom. What you party do not. had this? How? Yeah, this is like the party from a Zac Efron as a teenager movie. Like, this is the kind of thing that happens where I see it on TV or in a movie and I'm like, that never happens in real life. Yeah, I've had a few moments, and especially in my high school career, I had a few moments uh, between then and early college days where... Stuff that's not supposed to be real sure as hell ended up being real. Um, I think I've told you I lived through a drug bust where I woke up to a, a policeman with a flashlight in my face telling me to get downstairs while they searched our house for drugs because of a lovely family member of mine who I love dearly, who was always very kind to us and definitely didn't plant drugs in our house. Hmm. Um, just, you know, I've been through some things that I, I think the average person probably hasn't. And this party was definitely one where it was like, let's go say goodbye to our friend. And it ended up in the ER with just so many questions. And then I had to explain to my ex at the time why I was like so late getting home. It's like, uh, went to say goodbye to so-and-so and, -so and uh, so-and-so uh, ended up on a fence. So, uh, had to go to the hospital. I'll be home later. Hmm. Yeah. That is quite a story. Yeah. I will give you many points. Wow. After I, man, I, after we'll talk more about it. Remind me after we're done. I, like I said, I don't want to call it specific people, but like, it was interesting. There was, there was a couple of the responsible people there too. It wasn't just me. There was at least two other people, but one of them left early and my God, am I glad I wasn't alone, <sighs> but it trying to clear out a bunch of people that are either high drunk, both, or, you know, who knows what people you don't know that are in a house like this is terrifying. Cause I'm just expecting to get like stabbed or shot or both like leave the house. No. And uh, that, that fear was on my mind, but everyone's okay somehow, despite that and other stories that I haven't told and may not ever tell. <laughs> that, yeah, no, that is, I sometimes forget just like the kind of shit that went on in your high school experience versus mine. Like my, <laughs> I just had a very different experience altogether. Yeah. Like I had so many friends that were raised by like strict parents that like as high school went on, they just went wild and I felt responsible for them. Like I needed to be there, like to be the, I always called myself Chucky from Rugrats. I was always the one that's like, hmm, that's not such a good idea. You don't want to do that. And then they would inevitably not listen and then I'd have to be there to help clean up the mess. And it was really miserable a lot of times being that person. But like, I felt like if I wasn't there to help, I would feel immensely guilty knowing I could have been there to help stop something or to help them get like to a doctor or, you know, whatever else. Mm -hmm. So I stayed with it and stuck with it despite being very miserable a lot of the time because I wanted nothing to do with the shit that they got into. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. All right. Well, sorry for taking so much time on that story, but it was, uh, that's one I think I've held for a while. No, no, no. It's good. It's that's, good. It's good. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that is a little crazy. That's a crazy party. That's pretty all right. Sure was, and it got worse as the night went on. Much worse. <laughs> much worse. <laughs> nah, or much better. Better for the story, awful for the moment of being there. I don't know. Do you ever center yourself if you're in an uncomfortable situation? You just look around and you're like, you look to your left. It's like, oh, God. You look straight ahead. It's like, oh, man. You look to your right. It's like, oh, fuck. And then, you know, something <laughs> weird. Is in the like everywhere I looked, there was something else going on. There was tattoos to the left. There was my friend's ass trying to hit on my other friend's mom outside. There was the what to me were kids doing stupid shit like uh, to the right. And then I knew behind me in the garage, there was something going on in there. Didn't know what like. And then the, the fence thing happened. It's just like surrounded by awful. And it's like at any given moment you're like feeling like you're in the middle of a powder keg about to explode not gent no no not really i found myself not in that extreme of a situation but in situations like that so many more times than i wish i had growing up it is unusual i would say it's more yeah. movie high school experience-esque than you know yeah. you might think not a good movie well and i'm curious i guess too i would love to hear responses in the subreddit does that happen i feel like to me and my life experience that seems like the not common version of what happens in high school but is that what kids do did i have a lame high school experience where we just played video games 
times and drank Mountain Dew and like didn't get impaled on fences or to get tattoos in my friend's mom's bedroom or whatever. My friend group was also very heavily influenced. We grew up in like the original Jackass movies days. Oh yeah. So right. my friends did a lot of things like recording like let's do Jackass things. Like one of them volunteered to be hit by a car at one point. We did that too. We like pulled each other on roller skates behind cars and hit each other in the ass with wiffle ball bats, but nothing permanently life ending or altering quite so much as it sounds like some of the people were into it. Oh, that. then you didn't live. No, no. I guess not. 20 bucks, my friend, let you shoot him with a BB gun. One of them volunteered to literally be run over by his own car. That's not good. Uh, at like 20 miles an hour. That oh. seems like an obviously bad decision. At the last moment, he realized he didn't think he would fit under it, so he jumped and then like shattered his own windshield with his body to not go under. Oh, oh sick. Yeah, we, we had a crew. I was not there for those moments, thankfully. Those were moments I was not, I would not have let that happen if I was there. I would have been like, dude, I don't care. I will call the police on you if you guys try to run over this person. I'm not going to let you murder them. Huh. I did have a line. I let a lot of dumb shit happen because they were my friends and I knew if I wasn't, they would just do it without me there. So it's like, okay, well, I can stop them this time or this time I can at least talk them down a little bit. But there were times I had to cave in and let them do dumb shit or else I knew they would just do it behind my back and I wouldn't be there to help when things inevitably went wrong. It was an uncomfortable part of the friendship to be in for sure mm. but um do you, do you feel like you got enough out of the friendship to make it all worth it <laughs> probably not <laughs> <laughs> it was more so like we were friends for a long time a lot of us were friends for a long time and then they, I, I saw like the rebelness in them start to go and it's like i couldn't rein it in so they just had to they had to experience it i guess and luckily nobody died which is shocking really that does sound shocking. I have a heartwarming trusting your gut story. All right. Good. I don't have any of those. That's good. That's good. I'm going to call this one. I knew it. Nice. Yeah. Wait, even better. Uh, at first sight. Oh, all right. What about I knew it at first sight? Nah, that's not good. Okay. All right. Oh, right uh, wait, even better. Huh? At first sight, I knew it. Oh, I love it. it. That's the one. That's the one. All right. Perfect. All right. All right. Uh, this one's not super long, but I tend to be a very uh, gut listening type person when it comes to decisions. Uh, yeah. Places that like Mandy and I have lived. Every every place we've lived, when we walked in to like see the apartment or see the house or whatever, we walked in and within, I don't know, within the first couple minutes of looking around and like getting a sense of the place, it's somewhere inside of me i was uh, for all the places we've lived i was like yeah this is this is the one and it's not like i was i just dictated that and i was like well, this is it we're done we're not looking and in every case we looked like one of the first places we looked at my my gut was like this will be the place uh. this is the right place and then we would look at like half a dozen other apartments or whatever trying to find the right place at the right price and we've only lived in a few places together so far but i have been correct every time and so i tend to listen to my gut for decisions like that and uh in i I guess it was in like 2009 in college again i was living in this house with some buddies and we decided to have a halloween party and we decided to just like invite the whole everybody we knew in the music school we were like come over bring whoever you know big halloween party at our house we're gonna have music and and whatever it should be fun and it was a cool house it was a cool house with like a there was a kitchen area and then there was like an upstairs area that overlooked the kitchen and there was also like an outside balcony it was like a good hanging out house it was a fun house and at this party, a lot of people showed up and one particular person showed up, this girl showed up who I had not met before, who was in the music school. And we just happened to have matching costumes. I was dressed as like a 1920s gangster because I had a custom made fedora because of course I did. And I wore a suit and I was a gangster and this girl showed up and she was dressed as a flapper, which is like, you know, dressed in sort of 20s era, like a feather boa and just, you know, yeah, flapper. Of course. We matched, basically. We're from the same general time. And I remember, I didn't know this person. I never talked to her. She walked in and I was like, oh, her costumes match. Oh, wow. And just sort of like thought and looked for a minute and like said hi. And then she just went around hanging out at the party with other friends. And I remember that night I told my friends, I was like, I really want to kiss that girl. Mm -hmm. which is a weird thing for me. If you know me personally, you know I'm super timid in terms of like dating people. I didn't really date a lot of people, but this girl showed up at this party and I just had this gut feeling of like, I really, I just feel like I need to like, I want to get to know this girl. And I did, I like, I hung around all night and tried to like weasel into, you know, weasel into the circle she was in to have conversations and was trying to be flirty. And I didn't end up kissing her that night, but I just had that feeling of like, I gotta, 
Like, I gotta date her or something. Mm. I don't know. And it turned out that she, I don't know if she was single at that party. I think she still had like a high school uh, boyfriend. She was, she was a freshman and it was pretty early in the school year. And then she ended up dating someone else. Uh, but it turns out that girl was Mandy. Mm. And a couple years or almost a year, I don't know. It was almost a year after our, that initial night where I met her and was like immediately infatuated. Uh, we started dating. And yes, I was hoping you would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, spoilers, I guess, but we're married now. What? Congratulations. So it kind of worked out. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. One of you was there. I guess it wasn't Wade. All right. Well, that's true. But my gut was right. Turns out I did want to kiss Mandy and also marry her. So that was a good one. That's a good one. And with that, we bring this to a close. So let me tally up the final points. That was a good gut. That, I mean, that's like a pretty good gut instinct to follow. That's about as good as it can get. So I'll give you some good points for that. And nailed it, right? Yeah, you really did nail it. You nailed it good. So with that being said, I'm looking at the scoreboard. Uh, is there any last minute, you know, sweetenings of the deal that anyone wants to squeak into the judgment round? I, uh, doors closing. Uh, I think you should trust your gut. You remember the story I told about ruining that gas station bathroom with the world's worst episode of diarrhea? Uh -huh. I had a gut feeling when I cooked the dinner that caused that. I was like, ooh, this meat's kind of funky. Uh, it'll be fine if I cook it. Should have trusted my gut. Trust your gut, people. All right, that's good. Consequences can be dire. I like that. Wade? My gut says to say no. I've got nothing else to add. All oh, right. Oh. It's a coin flip whether that works out or not. And according to my points, Wade, you have 10 points. Uh oh oh yeah bob you have 12. wait and with how many that, did i get for that last thing uh i actually didn't award any oh for either of them well i won uh, anyway my gut was right yeah. my gut knew it was a waste of time <laughs> yep, yep. it was a waste of time but congratulations bob you have won wow yeah feels good yep and with I it forgot what it was like to win i know and that means that this week you won the 100 dollar grand prize along with the judging of the next round wait there's money prizes yeah is that like a, like a gift card or something or? no i'm gonna venmo you a hundred dollars right now huh i'm gonna do this I'm wait it. Venmo. this comes with a money prize yep what second place get nothing okay well one of us just had to pay fifteen thousand for an hvac but i guess bob deserves a hundred dollars that's fine <laughs> hey i had to buy a new hvac system at the last place we lived like seven years ago so i'm still that's that was expensive yeah you want to compare home bills bob do you really want to do this uh okay well, i mean i do i know you got like a fridge but uh <laughs> i do because it would make me feel better yeah well, it feels good to win, you know? You guys really rigged the game last week. I was pretty sure I should have won last week since I was the only one actually competing. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I, there was literally no chance I was going to win, apparently. So that seemed pretty unfair. So this feels like justice, which I love. All right, good. Good justice. Uh, so congratulations. Mm -hmm. And uh, Wade, I will provide you an opportunity for a loser speech. Five. Uh... Four, I feel like I've given too many of these loser three, speeches, and uh, two, well, I don't know what to say, so one, I got nothing. So thank you for your time. All right. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. You can check us out every Monday. And if you join us on the YouTube channel, occasionally we will do live streams where we talk about even more topics that are ridiculous in the world out there. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, check out Bob at MyScrim and, and uh, wait at LordMinion777 or Minion777 on Twitch. Thank you. And um, I suppose that's all we got for tonight. So, podcast out.